This is a conversation with Ali Rifai. He is a podcaster, voiceover artist, and event organizer. Apart from organizing some of Abu Dhabi's biggest events, he's also the host and co-founder of the Nobody's Famous podcast. In this conversation, we discuss the concept of fame, whether people deserve to be famous, the process behind starting his own podcast, and then we launch into half an hour of just incredible voices, impressions, and accents. This is no time. If you like what you see, then do hit subscribe on YouTube. I don't know why you haven't done it yet. The people who don't do it are going to get long, angry emails from me. I said what I said. If not on YouTube, then you can also follow this channel on Spotify or rate five stars on Apple Podcasts. We are nearly 30 episodes in and I've been doing all the work, the shooting, the video editing, the sound editing and the interviews itself, which kind of really explains the average quality. Once a disappointment, always a disappointment. So if you like to see me improve the quality, then do consider making a donation on Patreon. Thank you to the people who continue to do so. And the more donations you can give, I can hopefully get better equipment and also hire minions to do the work for me. That's a good message, I hope. For other forms of love and support, you can follow this channel on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, wherever you like, or follow me personally. And now, this summer, it's no time. In the movie Midnight in Paris, yes. Ernest Hemingway says that I I believe love that is true and real creates a respite from death. So, my first question for you Mr. Ali Rifai, as silly as it sounds, what is love according to you and what role does love play in your life and your work? So, you actually did read my blog then. You did read it. I didn't read it. I hired people to read it. Ah, okay, fine. Because <laughs> that's like um what the kind of like the first steps of the podcast kind of like the 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 beginnings of, you know, where it was going and I didn't know there was going there. But uh, man, that's a tough first question to be honest with you. Very very tough first question. Uh what is love, man? Like I'm not sure it's, what you thought this is the tough show man. It's, yeah, it's a tough show man. It's direct, yeah. you know, I got the cars driving by, you That's know, it. let me think. I'm looking off into the yeah. distance, you There's know. There's no easy easy <laughs> questions to start yeah, off, yeah. man. We go right. Awesome. In. Awesome. <laughs> now that's how it should be. Um you know, I I've said it many times before, but people nowadays as well they they fear that they might not have a talent or they fear that they are not good enough or they fear that if they try something and that they fail means that they're not good at it you know or they they feel that taking a step that that is not usually within their comfort zone or they they do something that might might feel very alien to them that this is something either wrong or this is something that they are not worthy of doing so if there is something that you like doing whatever it is and you can get past the fear of failing to do that then you can really achieve um take it by steps you really achieve the first level which is okay i can do this right this is this is this is it's probably made for me and i can take the next step to making it better and making myself uh, stronger in this um regard but that's not where it stops because you know like what what hemingway is saying as well as you you can't just you can't just stop there you know you have to really keep going and keep you know adding love to that thing that you really love you need to keep going and keep pushing yourself and everybody's goal or like limit is different right so you might be content with a certain amount of success or a certain amount of fame or a certain amount of like uh, will power or something like that some people are different that's why it's a, again difficult to um 
get out of this state of comparing yourself to somebody else's success right but yes for to answer your question it extends to all these things no matter what it is that you do if you're a welder you know and that's what you love to do and you're known for welding then this is this is your calling right you know people say oh it's not as glamorous as singing or like being like a rock star and stuff like that but not everybody is going through the same path and if you think everybody's walking the same path then nobody's going to be you know unique as they say you know nobody's going to have their own like you have this special ability to know something that nobody else knows and you have this talent that nobody else has and you get paid for it or you get you get praised for it and you should be proud of that that's why i say for example with voiceover people they you know people don't like the sound of their own voice so if you don't like the sound of your own voice you can't you have to get away from that fear to start loving that if that's what you want if you want voiceover that's kind of like the first step you know cuz i used to listen to my voice and say the hell is that really yeah i mean Someone it's normal your voice oh man if yeah, you are thinking that yeah yeah it's yeah. it's see, that's the thing so people <laughs> think you know like you think that uh, coldplay was born singing right they have to obviously, obviously they they had to yeah. practice they have to love the sound of their own voice they have to believe in in their lyrics in the 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 kind of message that they were giving right it's the same thing with anybody with you know with me like if i had to i wanted to get into voice over i have to like what i'm doing like if i don't like it you know what's the point if i don't like it so it's like when you send a voice note and you hear it back and you say oh my god i sound like that oh my god and you don't listen to it and stuff it it's it's one of the main things that if you're working to like uh do something for yourself and really loving something you need to you need to like it as well you can't just assume people are going to you know just like something that you don't like you know is there a tough balance to create because when you love something when you love your work when you love your podcast can can you place a lot of pressure on yourself because it's not meeting a certain standard you can get frustrated because you really like what you're doing but it's not turning out the way you expect it to be is there a way to find that right kind of balance yeah there is this happens all the time so the, the first step is accepting that this is a real possibility and it's a real thing that's going to happen to you you know um whether it's the podcast whether it's my podcast or the what it was my voice over when you let's say you're starting a new youtube channel and you're doing something about like i don't know like uh, reviewing toys or you're you know doing an unboxing for a lot of different things or makeup tutorials whatever random thing that you're doing um you you will start off first of all as we said kind of like it depends right everybody's different but you might start off worrying that this is like you know uh this is not for you and what are you doing but you need to and then you you see you see some success let's say you see some some traction some things going well and you go people start telling oh that's really nice i like what you did in that video and whatever and then you have a video that doesn't do well or you have uh you do a scenario or a video that's not that great you it's it's like the pendulum kind of swings extremely in the opposite direction and then you start to think oh, okay maybe i'm not really cut out for this and then you have this imposter syndrome yeah. thing that now everybody's talking about it and stuff so the balance exists and uh, it it kind of i think for me starts you know i kind of bring myself back to this point and say what am i really doing this for right i'm having fun right i'm i'm enjoying it okay i'll do it for that i'm i'm doing it for fun i don't have to have millions of views i'm enjoying doing it i'm meeting people it's part of the natural life process 
I'm good with that. If you can, if you have like a base you can take yourself to, which is in the middle between like complete despair and like extreme success, and you can always bring yourself back to that, then you can start again. But it's gonna happen for sure. And like I said before, if you're anticipating a punch, you know, if you're anticipating it, the punch is gonna feel less painful, you know, as opposed to like you're just walking around and you just get hit, yeah. right? So it's gonna happen. You're gonna fail. Normal. Everybody says that. I'm not the first person. I'm not going to be the last person to say that. It's going to happen. It's normal. But you need to, where you actually truly fail is that when you give up because you made these mistakes or somebody is saying something that you shouldn't be doing. And like, for example, and this is no like offense to anybody, but if they have a nine to five job and you're thinking of doing like something crazy and stuff like that, their perspective is different. You know, I mean, it's the same with me. I have a nine to five job. The perspective is different. So put yourself in the right frame of mind, right perspective, and always come back to like that middle ground, like balance as we were talking about, to to really just level your your head and keep it cool and just keep going. And, you know, at some point you might decide, okay, it's not for me, but at least you you tried. You put your effort into it and you work on the next thing. Tough questions bring out the best answers, Mr. Ali Rafai. This is a, a great TED Talk start, very yeah, inspirational exactly. Exactly. to the episode, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So, for your episode, I've created this joke template, like those Yo Mama jokes, okay. like those knock knock okay. jokes. Amazing. And the start of the template is Don't you find it ironic that you're the host of the Nobody's Famous podcast? And then hopefully there might be something after it. Okay. So, are you ready for the first one? All right. Let's All right, do let's it. go. So, don't you find it ironic that you're the host of the Nobody's Famous podcast, but you graduated from Shoifat Abu Dhabi, yeah. one of the most famous schools that places oh, yeah. famous true. people year upon year. True, true. Yeah, it's it's so funny. I didn't even think of it that way, actually, if you think about it. I didn't even think, like, you know, you know, when you, at that time, like in school, and you don't really go so much into the future. I mean, even with my university, with AUB, like so many. Uh, great people out of that university but and again it kind of shows you that um, maybe the podcast is really that kind of message that doesn't really matter you know it doesn't really matter like what that is you know you bring whatever you bring to the table is what matters rather than you know where you graduated from or where you went to high school and stuff and this is very important you know yeah. especially how we are now I mean I saw this very funny like TikTok uh, reels video the other day where how jobs were back in the day, like 1970s, you just go and you say, somebody asks you, what's your name? And you're like, oh, you're hired. And now they ask you like, you know, what's who you are and your qualifications. And you say, I have a master's degree. I have a bachelor's. I have so-and-so. I do this on the side, all this. And it's not enough. You All this and it's not enough. Which is, I mean, you can challenge that by many ways and saying, oh, the population is different. There's so many more people in the world and the competition, but you know, how, how how are you really making these, you know, somebody feel, you know, if you're telling them that all these qualifications, all this time they spent is not enough. So, so in a way, yes, it's ironic uh, because, <laughs> because you're coming from a place where, you know, there's a lot of like amazing talent, yeah. but then again, you, you know, you go to a show where not necessarily you won't get famous people, but you get people who are talented and not necessarily, you might not know who they are and they have a lot to bring to the table. Let's dive into fame even further. So I've got a verse from a poem here. This is the poem called I'm Nobody, Who Are You? by Emily Dickinson. So the poem goes something like this. I'm just taking a small verse. I'm nobody, who are you? Are you nobody too? How dearly to be somebody, 
how public like a frog to tell your name the live long day to an admiring bog so let's explore fame as you do on your podcast as well do you think people deserve to be famous is the idea of fame important in today's world no if deserve is the right word i mean everybody deserves to be heard i think rather that's rather the the, the better way to put it fame you know it's it's one of those things where and i'm not saying that i don't think about this and obviously i i do think about it but fame is one of those things where you really really want it right? it's something that you you desire people want that attention i'm talking about generally i'm not saying like you know uh, everybody is like this i'm sure. saying in, in a general sense of a term when you think about fame people think about these certain things like you want to be famous you want to be around those lights you want to be around all of this um you know uh, maybe you know at the beginning you think paparazzi and all these at the, the attention that you're getting and a rising star and all the money that you're going to make and stuff like that which is great i mean that's what fame is but to say that everybody deserves it there's there's things that people kind of like miss like you lose certain things also when you become famous you know you lose um one of the things that are taken most for granted which is anonymity you know sure. and um it's something that is taken so much for granted that you lose the fact that you could walk or down the street or go to a restaurant and just just do that right maybe one day we're human in the end so everybody has their limits so you lose the fact that you could go and do that i'm not saying that celebrities don't do that they do that but obviously they have that you know there is a there is something around them that wherever you go somebody might know who they are so they have to dress up differently they have to act differently and some celebrities don't like the fact that you go up to them and ask them for an autograph or you, you disturb them during their day and if you ask like a non famous person that thing if uh, by the way if uh, you know you go to the coffee shop and every second 100 people are bothering you they tell you no i don't want that right yeah. so 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 that's interesting can you explore that so what you're saying is even if no one recognizes you just the thought that someone might recognize me and just the thought that i have to dress up for that reason can be quite a burden right it can be i mean if you just think about like what maybe leonardo dicaprio has to go through right like to, to go out or jonah hill or or anybody sylvester stallone whatever the concept is right i'm not this is not like to discount them but i think we should be more aware of of their their like status and their human the human side of who they are you know because they're human as well they have things that they need to do you know in episode 14 i had one of my um uh great guests uh, jason and he said we all bleed we all bleed the same right so it's the same thing yeah. so so they, in a, in a way you have to kind of appreciate or understand that they are also you know they're also like like us they have things that they need to do there's stuff that i know they don't you know fly the same way or they drive the same way and all these things like well, this is all very different but um i think celebrities in a way kind of want us to have that feeling that you know we 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 are also we're also like you guys there's things that we need to do yeah. and social media has made that like even more accessible for you to see their lives and and see how they are you know but it, it must be tough living under that you know the spotlight all the time you know it's crazy to be living like that all the time so that's why they need a break they need you know people wonder oh this person disappeared or oh, this person disappeared i mean it's it's normal i specifically use the word deserve because 
do you think there's a benefit in giving attention giving fame to people who are actually good at what they do can that be inspiration of course i mean that that's where it should be it should be placed in the right place so yes some people deserve to be more famous some people are deserve to be but to see the word famous it can be interpreted you know very it can be interpreted as good or bad yeah. right so that's why the word the 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 word the the fame or being famous maybe is not the it's it's it, you can take it in another direction you can say rather than um um fame you this person deserves to be heard more or this person deserves to be um have more recognition yeah. that's the right word you know because um fame can go either way it can go in a very bad way and there's a lot of examples where people have been into fame like like so quickly and it's really been detrimental to them to the point of death right and we will never know the actual story of people that have the pressures that they are under because you cannot feel like that that those emotions right you can't feel the emotions that a celebrity might go through and and it's um it's part of the i mean it's part of the 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 price you have to pay you know you so like i said anonymity is one of them you also pay for you know the kind of pressures that you're going to be under but of course like you know in in the in the flip side you know there's there's the money there's the attention there's the the privilege the access all of these things right so it really comes down to you know we we can't you know me and you can't decide for somebody you have to be very well aware of what you're going through and if you have a goal you know like um for example dua lipa i really respect like her as an artist because i i i feel she has like for example she has a goal and and she's very talented and she's working on it and you obviously you have to have a strong team with you as well who support her support her her vision and all that but you know i'm sure that at this at, at you know at a lot of times in her day she she wants to be you know she wants to be alone she wants yeah. to you know live her a normal life she you know that that's the thing so you can you can apply that with any any person but does she deserve to be praised for her talent yes because she's bringing a very different like you know kind of like very different concept and she's empowering for example uh, somebody who wants to be in that same position she's inspiring somebody to sing she's inspiring somebody to to chase their dreams and that's great you know that's that's why it's very specific with like who you're you know role role models can be dangerous man be very very careful do you have role models i do uh i mean you know it might be a, a typical answer but um you know my main role model is my father because you know he sure. he was yeah but it's a typical answer right but it it, it is because um again it's kind of ties into the show somehow nobody's famous right it's everybody if you you know you ask general population that oh who's your role model say my father my mom my uncle uh, my aunt they they tell you like for example close people and their family do you know them you don't know them personally right you don't actually know them they're not famous but that yet this person has an impact on somebody's life and you're interviewing that famous person for example right even if you ask kim kardashian right i mean her father was also like a very important figure right i'm sure he you know his influence i mean she shows it so i'm talking about even kim kardashian right and that goes to show you that you don't have to be famous to make an impact it's just proof that um you don't have to have a certain status that if you're not online or if you're not flying on a private jet or you're not uh, you know uh, living the high life and stuff that that means you can't make an impact it's just proof that 
really sometimes you, you the people in your life are the ones who genuinely they want to support you they know you have dreams they have you have to do xyz to get to abc whatever it is you need to get to a certain place they know that and they support you and those are the people that deserve to be heard and it's kind of one of the reasons why we did the show is that people like that are not being listened to and they're just behind the scenes and people say my role model is my father and then they talk to you about it and they, they give you this idea about it you know but they don't really you know they don't really talk about that they don't really talk about the sound engineer sitting you know behind that amazing rolling stones show that just happened you know whereas obviously it's them you know they're the stars and they they're doing best the best that they're doing that's what they're made for yeah. as well you know that those people play a role the people you know, the, the drum tech the guys who built the stage it just it doesn't you know it's not like a snap of the fingers and things get you know get built you know it, it, again i just feel like you know those those are the people that also need to be heard like is somebody building like a skyscraper building putting the foundations and, and going up and, and making all those plans and the architects sitting in the room. Those are the people that have as well interesting stories and they've inspired others. You know, it, you know, you know, just talk about Dubai, right? All these landmarks, all these different things. It's all mix of inspiration. And those people like deserve to be heard, you know? I find it very fascinating, this evolution of role models because everyone comes on the show, I ask them, who are your role models? And I find increasingly people our age it's mostly people they know, family members usually, or brother, father, mother, that's been a great inspiration. And I find that this death of this, it's not really the death of the celebrity culture, but death of this role models that people used to have in the past with superstars is, is maybe because of the internet, because now that we've seen the human side of every celebrity, we know that we only like them for their talent in a certain sphere. We like athletes in, when, they're, when they're performing, but not when they're speaking or something like that. So when in the past, you only had access to that person on TV, rehearsed interviews, scripted. So you've thought, oh, that person is larger than life. And you used to always think, look up to them, have posters in your bedroom. But within our generation, I feel like even when I sat and thought about the question myself, I couldn't come up with the name because every single person I thought of, I was like, oh, but he is, he had showed racist tendencies in 2005. Oh, this person's a bit arrogant. Now we know so much about every single celebrity that it's impossible for me to really look up to them. Yeah, I mean, in the end, like, you know, everybody, like I said, like everybody's, you, you're, not, you're not looking at like an alien species, right? Everybody's doing like mistakes. Everybody's making mistakes. Everybody has like um, pasts. They have secrets. They have mistakes that they've made. And, and because, you know, how the way world, the world was back then, it's on TV, you don't really have the full picture. And then, you know, now you have, you know, the internet, you go on and you realize, oh my God, this person that I was supporting for years, doesn't mean that you are bad. It's just some information that you didn't know. You can choose to make a decision now and that's up to you, right? But um, the shift is, yeah, definitely there's, you know, family members and people are saying, okay, role models and stuff, but doesn't mean you should have only one role model. You know, you can have role models for different types of things that you like to do. For example, for me, when it comes to vo voiceover, um, I, I haven't researched much about him a lot, but through through Pablo Francisco, actually, I found out that my role model is somebody like Don LaFontaine, who's the, you know, the movie trailer, the movie trailer you know, Dune coming 1986, you know, this, <laughs> this, uh, you know, this summer's got Brady Bunch written all over it, you know, this, this, um, but I only knew of him because of Pablo Francisco. That's the funny thing. And Pablo Francisco, for example, is a, a comedian who um, is amazing at 
you know, his 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 voiceover impressions, Frank Caliendo. You know, you can have different like people in in your in your mind who can help you achieve a certain level. You know, role models that it's the word uh, maybe kind of implies that you should probably maybe have one or two, but you have to like if you want to become a you know a fuller person and kind of understand your craft, you really need to like. Um, try to get learnings and sources from many different places and it will help you. I mean, everybody knows that. I'm not saying something uh, genius. It's, it's No, this new. might be shocking to quite a few people. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> don't you find it ironic that you're the host of the Nobody's Famous Podcast, but in your day job, you work, uh, you've organized so many big events, concerts, fight islands. We've met a lot of athletes and musicians. Is that also the reason why you created Nobody's Famous? Because you saw the human side of so many superstars of this world and you saw that they also have a human element to them uh, yes it does i didn't think of it at that i didn't think of it at the time it just fell into place that the show kind of subconsciously building within you I think. yeah it's not something that i planned for you know it's not something that i planned for the way the, the connection was i dif- differently or ironically was that my colleague who was in who was working with me i told him about my blog and i told him that i you know, I have a section where I like to talk about the interesting people in my life uh, because entrepreneurship always fascinated me. And he said, well, instead of writing about them, how about you do a podcast? And the thing is, I never I never listened to podcasts. And yeah. disclaimer, you know, I don't even listen to podcasts now. It's not my, it's not, it's not like a, an audio. People are tuning out now. This yeah. They're just, they're just like, <laughs> oh, what? Man, he doesn't even listen. He doesn't even listen. He's on the podcast. I'm sorry. He, you know? He's not even going to listen to this one. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. But I mean, what, what I'm saying is it's, it's people, they experience media differently. Right. You know, like for me, this medium, like the audio medium, it's, it wasn't for me. Like if you tell me songs and music and stuff, that's different. Uh, that you know, I watch a concert like a, on YouTube, for example, of like this artist performing. That's different. But to just listen, it just wasn't for me, right? It wasn't. Can it we wasn't, explore this? Yeah, I have two can. questions based on this. The first. I want to finish answering your first question. Oh damn, we're going through. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, but uh, since we just touched upon this, yeah. the first question on this is. Okay, let's start with the writing part. Are there any benefits of directly? moving from writing into podcasting, are there any skills that directly translate into podcasts? Because it's not, this is not a journey that a lot of people, do. not many podcasters are writers before that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it helps with the question writing, I think, and research. So so when I was writing, like, uh, I had different sections in my blog. I would write about, like, just life in general, anything. Like, i walking down the street and I see something that I thought, mm, I can write about that. That was one section. I used to write about video games. And I used to write about... A, a technology and entrepreneurship and all of those things like require research any writer will tell you like you need to research like you need to you can you have to add your touch but you have to research so researching helps because it helped me research uh, or have my way of searching more about the guests for example or, or asking them like the right pre-show questions so that when they send me them back they send me certain things that now i can create even more questions from those you know so um it helps with researching and it also helps with writing questions, I think, because, you know, once you get into writing and I'm sh- you know, everybody will tell you that it's hard, you know, it's hard to hard to write. And one of the reasons why I kind of like decided to do a show because I can express myself better by I can change very quickly what I'm trying to say while I'm doing this, you know, rather than writing, you know, I, I and I was like I was a perfectionist, which is very bad. I would spend like, you know, 
a lot of time editing, re-editing, and re-editing the edit, you know, and then I would have like a bunch of eight people that I would send it to, let them read it, and then they give me edits. It was it's just too long a process for me that in my mind I wanted to make things a little bit faster, but also a bit more fluid and and even the exposure is is definitely less, you know, when if you're starting out, you know, as writing. So um, you can transfer writing question skills and research. And, you know, I would say like um, even with my work, it translated a lot of, you know, kind of other skills, coordination, uh, planning, you know, some of the basic things that you would do at work, you can translate them into you know, directing a podcast, yeah, and producing it. Second question was, you don't listen to a lot of podcasts, not going to listen to this one as well, unfortunately. So do you <laughs> think <true>. that <laughs> gives you a better perspective because you're viewing it from this, not even, so what you're trying to do is you're not creating the best podcast out there, you're trying to create the best watching experience, so it's just the best show overall. And that can really set it apart. In a way, you're also creating the anti-podcast in that sense because you know exactly what you don't like and why you don't listen to it. So you're putting, so you put the video element because you're a visual person. Same reason why I put it as well. Even though I do listen to podcasts, we'll be listening to this one. But do you think it can work to your advantage or there's a disadvantage because good podcasts are good podcasts, podcasts, podcasts podcasters. Podcast I? I don't know what the plural yeah, is. No, podcasters. Uh, podcasts. 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 Yeah. Podcasts. Yeah. Do you think good podcasts are good because of a certain reason and it's worth emulating them for that? Yeah, this is a great question. I've been asked it before. Uh, actually, it was offline. wasn't even on a, on a show. Uh, somebody asked me that question because uh, I was telling them the disclaimer. I don't actually listen to podcasts. Um, and actually, she said it. I didn't, I didn't even answer. She said it. I think that's great because it, it gives you maybe a different perspective. So to clear, to kind of like preface my answer with this is that because I'm a visual person, I can, I would like to watch, for example, I watch a lot of John Oliver, right? Yeah. I watch John Oliver. I like to watch a show or somebody explaining something where I can see, see it, but I, it can be somewhere in the background. I can listen to it, right? Um, it's just that the world of podcasts, I haven't delved in it too much. I've, you know, I've had... Um, I've ha had some shows where I've listened to them only. They were not, you know, uh, visual. But it's not the medium that I choose. So I like the word that you use, the anti-podcast thing. Because for me, it's kind of like our, you know, in a way, like our benchmark when first starting was kind of like how Joe Rogan would do it, where, where you know, there's there's um, the guest and then there's the, 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 uh, the, the host and then it's switching between the two. It was kind of the template that we... We, we followed and did the benchmark on. And it was kind of the condition that I told Alex, you know, if we're going to do this, I want video. I don't want it only audio because the, the other side to that is with video, you don't get this. You, you don't get... And they're missing out, man. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't you don't get like the you don't get my like my hands moving right now. You don't get me like they don't get to see Ali, man. That's that's yeah. A big I mean, loss this is already. this is like yeah. a minor thing. But I'm saying, <laughs> but I'm saying like you don't yeah. get you don't get somebody's expression when they an answer yeah. a question and when they you know and like for me like I grew up on on like stand up comedy. I grew up on uh, movies like The Last Action Hero. You know, it was it was we had it on. The laser, laser disc. disc, yeah, you know, we had it on laser disc, man, and and it was it was an experience to sit down and watch something, right? Radio, don't get me wrong, like I love radio and doing the voiceovers and all that stuff, but also it really depends what you as a content creator want to do. You know, if you are a podcaster and your 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 sonic experience as um, 
Omar from uh, uh, Dukan show says, you know, your sonic experience is great, then that that's that's great. But what we want to do is do both. Give you the best sonic experience with the best visual experience. I mean, that's from the technical point of view. But for me, I always say, like when somebody asks me, I tell them it's a podcast, but it's more of, it's a show. For me, it's a show. It's, it's, um, and it's, and it's a, it's a visual experience of you sitting down and seeing somebody's expressions, the laughter, the pain, sadness, you can see it. Right. And, yeah. and I've, you know, one of the shows that really emphasized that was one show that I did was, uh, episode 17 with, um, Amjad Shakir, the, the Sudanese singer. What was interesting about it is that when he was, I was talking to him about humbleness, right. And how does he say so humble with, with, you know, the kind of status that he has and all that. And he was, he was using his hands to explain how that whenever he goes up, you know, his close group of friends would push him down. Just that small hand movement uh, can, you can, it can maybe click more to the audience rather than an audio, just hearing him say that. And then just to close it off, another reason why it's like that is I don't, I try my best not to insult the intelligence of my audience and at the same time, give them the option, right? Give them the option. You want to listen, you can listen You because we have it. And you want to watch, you can watch. And Alex, is a, he's a sound engineer by trade. So uh, I've said this on, you know, the It Was Worth It podcast. Like we want to give you the best, um, you know, like technical ex- like experience when it comes to listening and watching. So it, you know, of course, it adds another layer of complications with video because you have to cut and the audio is, you know, audio is a bit easier because of the, I'm talking about if it's a show, if it's talking, if it's something like Kerning Cultures, it's different because they do, like there's acting, there's sound effects, and there's many podcasts out there that are like that, you know? So it's not to just discount, you know, podcasts wouldn't exist if making audio was easy. And to be able to create this kind of like audio experience where you can just listen to something while you're driving and it's like a murder mystery or it's like a, you're out in the desert and there's like some some uh, kind of thing that's happening. That that takes time. And, and you don't get to see the visual part of it. That's where I don't like it. Like, I want to see the visual part. You know, I want to see the visual part. There's a thrill in leaving something to imagination, though, I must say. Of course, yeah. of course. And that's, that's it's like why... like reading books. Of course. Thing. I was just about to say the same thing. Like, I just you know jumped into starting reading books because i'm also not a reader um and i just started to get back into it and it was in parallel with me watching a show and it actually the the show was better because i was reading the book so for sure thrill of imagination thrill of not knowing and visualizing it into your mind it's great definitely but you know in the end um you have audience who might experience like your show for the first time by listening to it and then they watch it oh there you go you gave them two two sides and they had a different imagination of how it would sound. So that's why instead of just having, you know, one thought of how it would be, they have the actual experience, their imagination and the thrill of imagining it by like listening to it or something like that. So, <laughs> so I would like to give you the open. I, I did distract you and I did interrupt you with two additional questions. So we were originally talking about fame and how you were surrounded by so many famous people and subconsciously that directed the show. So I would love to give you that opportunity again to complete the point, but I'll also add another question there. Why do you think our current evolution of fame is such that certain industries, certain spheres are the ones that get a lot of fame? So if today you ask me who are the most famous people, it'll be athletes, boxers, footballers, and then actors, 
uh, singers, but not so much people like you mentioned, architects out there, engineers, researchers, scientists, not the songwriters itself. Uh, why do you think that is? Why do you think specific entertainment industries, not even entertainment as a whole, because you have theater actors who don't make that much money, sculptors, artists, painters, still not that, don't get that much fame. Why do you think we've settled into this current evolution of fame where only these industries get fame? Yeah, so I'll answer the the first uh, question, which was yeah. more about the, it was more about work and being around those types of people. Yeah. How the podcast kind of came to be? Yeah, it was like I said, it was it wasn't something I was planning for. It happened. It so happened that way, and um, it was like you said, maybe it was building subconsciously within me, but uh, it gave me an opportunity to really just see uh, a different side of. No, because at the obviously it it it's just my personality was like that. I, you know, there are people. There were moments like when I was working and I really like saw this celebrity and I really want to like, you know, be part of that experience. And there were times where I got the chance, but it just in my uh, you know kind of like personality, I'm I tried to maintain you know, as much as I can um, uh, professionalism and that kind of like you know, cool head. I mean, there was one time, you know, I remember 2011, I think we had like a lot of amazing concerts happening uh, back to back. And one of them was 30 seconds to Mars. Okay. And I was, I was, I was walking backstage and Jared Leto passed by me and said hi, you know, and that was before all of this stuff that people know him for, you know, and this shows you like how talented the guy is, but, but that moment, and he was, you know, he's just, down to earth, right? Yes. As opposed to his name, you know, <laughs> the name of the band, which is yeah. just amazing because then it shows you that really in the end, like these people, they start the same way, you know, they even start even less than where you were, you know, they can start less than where you were. I mean, his his story, like, you know, is also, you know, they, they started from very little, you know, and there many people are like that. Uh, and it's a shame that um, somehow you have to, you know, amazing or these famous people had to start from such a very, you know, bad background to be where they are you know it's a shame that you know and that that's where the the middle ground is you know if you're in the middle ground sometimes it's probably bad because you 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 end up settling it's not bad but it, you know what i mean like when it comes to to exploring talent and stuff you have a lot of pressure that people bind these things to you so so yeah it was just like with work it just it was probably a subconscious thing it wasn't something i was planning for and then the evolution of why do you think fame is more given to... Yeah. So on, on that question, uh, which I really like, actually. Um, Thank you. It's, it's a, no, it's a great question because... Uh, like, okay. So fame, uh, it's a very interesting question. I have to try to answer it properly. Um, like when you talk about athletes, you talk about singers, right? Uh, now there is a very... There's there's two ways to look at it, I think. Maybe two ways. There's the skill, right? And then there's the financial part. The financial part, I think, I'll start with that, plays a very big role because, you know, these celebrities, when we're talking about singers or you're talking about um, an athlete or something like that, they have the talent, right? They grew up playing the game that they love or sing the song that they like, right? Out of pure passion, right? Pure talent. This is like, you know, the person wakes up in the morning, they're born, right? With a mic in their hand, right? The play, singing, right? They're just born doing that, right? They were they were made for this sole purpose, right? Cristiano Ronaldo was made for the sole purpose of, of, of doing that, right? But then I think from the financial aspect, 
you have whether it's the celebrity themselves or there's somebody external they can look at it and say you can make money from this you can make a lot of money from this you can make crazy money from this you know and then you have this external like um, sphere that takes this talent and then puts it into overdrive right and to to be able to reach that level uh, you know that's you need to have as many people as possible knowing that person so that they reach that level that wherever you turn you know you know this person or, you know there's oh there's some merchandise that this person made i'm gonna buy some i mean this is, goes a lot with the consumer uh, like consumer like society that we live in now the consumerist cycle and all this it's part of that but 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 people can still discover these people out of pure talent, right? So you don't have fans that are, you know, you have many different levels of fans. When it, for example, Cristiano Ronaldo, right? There's so many different levels of, of being his fan. You can be like, like a guy that I know who wears T-shirts of his face on it, right? And when he takes a free kick, he takes a free kick like Cristiano Ronaldo, right? You can have that level. And uh, fu- funny enough, irony, we, we actually met him me and this guy, we met Cristiano Ronaldo, but we don't have any photos to prove it. So you can take me at my, my word. So it was a fun experience, but it just goes to show you that I was somebody who like, I still at that time, because I had worked in my field, I was still like maintaining a certain, you know, level of excitement. Whereas he was like, he was off the moon. I mean, he recognized him from his hair, you know? So it was crazy experience. Even Ronaldo would have been like, who's this guy? He doesn't even, he's so cool. He doesn't yeah, even know, yeah, who, yeah. even know who I am. Yeah. So, 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 so you have different levels of, of being that type of uh, fan. Music is the same, right? You, you, people come out of this with that pure skill and then they say, okay, people need to hear this, right? And it may come from, you know, it comes from obviously from a, a, a place of really wanting that person to succeed. You know, when you have a certain type of artist manager and then you can have a certain type of artist manager where just they just see money, right? They just see money. And 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 then the second the second aspect of it is the skill, right? Again, nobody's born equal, right? Nobody's created equal somehow. We're talking about talent-wise. Sure. You you can be born normal and then you have to nurture that talent. Sometimes maybe people are born with a talent. I don't know how it works, right? Everybody is equal, but when it comes to talent, you need to really put in the work, yeah. you know? So, um, and nobody's born under the same circumstances. Let's face it, right? Mm-hmm. Let's face it. Nobody's born in the same place and they go to, okay, here you go, start. You know, it's not, it's not like that. Beautifully put. Mr. Long, long answer. To these long questions require long answers. To wrap up the topic on fame, you only find ironic that you're the host of the Nobody's Famous podcast. But you look like a better version of Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> oh my God, or, this is... <laughs> a Swedish name is apparently Jake Yilinhelu. Apparently. Oh, really? That's how okay. you say it. I nice, don't know. Nice. I don't know. Nice. That's... Um, I, w- I've, I have been bit told that I look like him. I have been told. I wonder yeah. why. <laughs> Even in the last... I say uh, better version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Jake, if you're watching this, yeah. you know, I'm a big fan. This is this is Shalaj, okay? <laughs> this is, you know... Yeah. I've watched. I've watched. He's, he's definitely watching. This. Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, I mean, I even in a previous podcast that I did, I was I was told the same. And um, uh, you know, it's it's it's. I'm, I'm happy to be compared like to to him. He's a great actor, yeah. uh, super talented. He does a lot of like weird, also kind of roles. But he, I think, he really selects them. Um, he selects what 
type of like roles that he wants to do. And um, it's interesting because you can even apply that to your own life. You know, you, 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 there's certain like shows that you want to do or sh- certain types of yeah. talents that you want to pursue. And it's, uh, it's important versus like you do, like there's celebrities who might be great in the past and then now they have to just accept any role, you know, like it's, it's kind of like a, a, a cycle. So, um, yeah, I mean, okay. If you had to look well, like anyone, it better be Jake. Why not? Sure. Hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? So let's travel back in time. It's the 1990s. You're sitting at home eating a happy meal from McDonald's and watching The Last Action Hero. And I believe that's when you first started getting an interest into personalities, voices, accents, impressions. Then you went to Shoifat. You met Matt Shads, Charlie's <laughs> yeah, Omi. Like I said, famous people keep coming out from Shoifat. And then you guys used to fool around a lot with accents as well. What are some of your favorite impressions, accents from when you were growing up that you still do today? Mm, me on the spot here. Um, I mean, obviously, like the the the, the most you know uh, most impression that I like to do now because I, I'm trying to perfect it as much as the, the you know the movie trailer voice you know, so it's just it's just uh, let's hear it. Yeah, it, it's just one of those things where you you can light up a room or you can yeah. you know just say it and somebody might feel interested and or they're like fascinated by it. So um, it was just part of that. And as I said, Pablo Francisco really just opened my eyes to the whole thing. So. I was doing your, you know, the intro to your show and it's like, you know, welcome to no time. It's no time like no time. Uh, Shalaj, the host and producer, you know, so you just, and, and it's always, it has that amazing like feeling, you know, coming to a theater near you this summer, June 2020, now in HBO Max, well, 2021, because Dennis Villeneuve had to move it, you know, so stuff like that, <laughs> yeah, you know, and then when I would drive like, for example, I'm driving to Dubai or something and I see like a, an ad or something. It just adds more to this. You kind read of like, in that voice? Yeah, <laughs> either in that voice or you read it in the promo voice. So this is another like impression that I like to do. Cartier, now 70% off. Yeah. That will never happen. <laughs> the ad voice. Yeah. yeah, you just do the ad voice and, you know, you just do it something like that. Yeah. So Terms you drive. Yeah, yeah, you drive. And I did that actually for tickets. So it's like. Coming to a theater near you, Marvel Cinemas. Buy your tickets now from Fandango.com. Terms and conditions apply. You know, it's always the last part is like super fast, right? And <laughs> it's just funny. And I started to do, um, you know, we started to do like other impressions. Uh, I need to think of them now because you put me on the spot. But um, I do like a bit of Gandalf, you know, from Lord of the Rings. You know, so it's like, uh, uh, you know, when uh, Frodo comes and he says, you're late. You know, is this oh, right? Yeah. This is this thing, you know. You're late. And then he says, he just looks up and he says, A wizard is never late nor early. He arrives precisely when he means to. You know, the stuff like like that. And um I mean Arnold Arnold is not something that that I know how to do well because um Milton, the the, the guest that I had on my show, he he does it way better than me and he taught me a little bit about uh how to do it, which is which is like you have to uh, the voice is down here. Yeah, you have to do the you know four. 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 <laughs> so he really taught me this, and I was like, yeah, that 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 makes a very big difference. Um, and I learned a lot from uh, uh, actually a, a person that Matt Chats collaborated with, which is Barzan, uh, Barzan Jafar, and he he taught me like you have to always have like a trigger, like a trigger yeah. word to get you like into the character, into the character, yeah. so you can do like an Australian. Um, you know, per- person, and then you need to 
just say some trigger word that will get you into the accent. What's your trigger Which for is Australia? like for for Australian, it's how you going, you know? Because because <laughs> that's what they, that's what they say. I mean, everybody knows that, right? So it's easy to click. Yeah, so cracky, go, cracky, mate. You're on, mate. How you yeah, going? Yeah. yeah, just got my uh, esky down at the barbie. <laughs> you know, just uh, <laughs> Shrimp pick up some bees. And, yeah, yeah, just, oh, just do that. Wonderful know? sunny day. So you all, you all have to just have that kind of like <laughs> a trigger word. And he taught me, like Barzan taught me about Dr. Phil, for example, trigger words. I've done yeah. that a couple of times. He did it on the show. His trigger word is what the problem is. I learned this from him. It's just amazing, Barzan, how he, he noticed that. So it'll be like, you see what the problem is? You, you have a problem. You want to take this outside, so it's just you just you 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 use it, you know, and uh, that's a way of like Keanu Reeves. I mean, for example, you know, uh, I don't even know how to do it properly. But I've never heard a Keanu Reeves impression. I mean, I learned from Pablo Francisco. You know, whoa, you know, it's so that kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. right? He does that, but you know, I believe when we die, those that love us will miss us. You know, it's something like he has this very like chilled <laughs> chilled vibe right there's all these different types of you need to add add to it um your own obviously like mad shads knows you've seen him do it but but a lot of that is you have to add a lot of the mannerisms of your hands and you have to move you know you know you have to do that you know like like bernie sanders i believe that the one percent gee whiz you know he does that stuff right you know like gee whiz how come all these people don't have universal health care. You know, it's just so the the hands will That's add. Yeah, it will add like a, another layer of the impression that then becomes a bit more believable. So you need the trigger words. You need the hands. How important is it to not perfectly impersonate someone, but to add exaggerated just slightly? You know, of course, it has to be just on the borderline. You don't want to say. One, two, three, there are four. You yeah. say four. There is, a, there is always that yeah, trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you have to always add that. Because that, that exaggeration is that everybody does. Everybody does the, the kind of like that, that kind of impersonation. So another, another good impersonator is Jay Farrow when he does like, uh, he does Eddie Murphy or he does like Chris Rock and stuff. But like the thing with him, he's like spot on, you know? <laughs> he does the thing perfectly. perfectly, right? But he's perfected it to the point where you can get to that point where it's copy paste, right? But if you're just starting out, you need if you say trigger words, I mean the trigger words is kind of like the key. If you say things that you know that this person says, then it it's can be easy. You know, like I'm impersonating like somebody you don't know, which is a movie trailer voice, but I'm telling you trigger words. So like coming to a theater near you this summer. This can add, you know, Jurassic World. Created by Steven Spielberg, and he doesn't want to have to do anything with it anymore. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. You just then you add your yeah. touch to it. You can do honest trailers. You watch that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to watch. That's yeah. that's actually, uh, believe it or not, one of the subconscious inspirations, probably, yeah. because I used to watch them all the time because they exactly what I had in my mind. You know, of making fun of these yeah. things was was part of that. You know, it was. It was Part of making fun of like you know Peter Parker, you know, yeah. making fun of those <laughs> those things, you know, it was it was it was uh, I would see these things and say that's pretty funny. What I've learned is that you learn an impression better from someone impersonating that person rather from the person himself. Yeah. So people in uh, doing an Arnold impression, you learn more from them rather than Arnold himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because because um, and I think it has to do with so the way that. Uh, I mean, people who impersonate or do impressions and and all that. I think there's a, they have a certain, they have their technique, right? 
my technique might be the same. I don't know, but I was explaining it uh, the other day is that I try to mimic the sound of what's being said rather than try to, I don't know how to explain it, but try to impersonate. So if something, so if it sounds a certain way, yes. I'll try to, to think of the sound, think of the sound rather than what the person is saying. Yeah. So I know that a Southern accent might sound like a Southern American accent might sound like this. So I make the sound that way. You know, I go down to the country, pick up my truck, get my moonshine, drive down to the country with my truck, you know, so you do that and you start to go, God damn, you know, it's just... It, so I try to, I try to, and it comes with practice because then you don't need to think about what I'm saying, you know, I don't need to even think about what I'm saying. So you just, you just, with practice, it becomes natural. But then if you're starting out with an impersonation that you want to do, my technique is I try to mimic the sound and you try to, you know, Jon Snow, you know, nothing, you know, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. You know, you, you try to mimic the sound. It won't be perfect the first time, you know. I'm the leader of the Night's Watch, you know? So it's, see, Night's Watch you know, is going up, you know, for those Game of Thrones fans, you know, it's always, you know, like, you know, I drink and I know things, you know? There's always like, you have to practice. It doesn't come out perfectly, you know? This is the perfect time to go into a game segment. Okay. So <laughs> Great. I've got a voiceover game here. Oh. All I'm going to do is list out accents and imp oh, impressions, no. uh, people, I would love to hear your best version of it. All right, let's hear the... Uh, you know the Arab sports channels, uh, NBC Action. Oh KSA. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, great. There's, so there's one, uh, there's one that actually uh, Matt Chads used to do, and I, I liked it a lot. So uh, it was just really good. It's on the NBC Action or NBC Two, whichever you want. You know, it's like which is the Batman, the Dark Knight trailer. So I have a part of it. So it's like رجل الوطوات هو لا يخاف الليل هو لا يخاف شيء. الآن على NBC Action التاسعة KSA على NBC Max or whatever you know and the 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 the, the trigger word which is somehow at the end of it is the التاسعة KSA which is like nine KSA time that's the trigger word for me because that that's the always the thing I hear at the end of the they always stress the, the country so yeah, much right it's all they only say KSA because obviously it's a it's a big market right so they need to emphasize that but that became becomes a trigger word you know wwe you know and it just becomes so excited like what's going on you know and it's like, john cena Seth rollins you know like that you know so um yeah it i like them because they're exaggerated i like them because they're cheesy you know because they have this this thing and 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 it works you know it works i mean that's you grew you grew up on movie trailers like that you grow up on on, you know, coming to a theater near you. And now it's all the actors speaking, you know, it's just text on the screen, you know, will you survive, you know, but, but I'm reading it, but there's no, there's nobody saying it, right? Yes. It's just like, will you survive the next night? You know, doo, doo, doo. we didn't survive, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just the actors that are speaking, you know? So. Okay. Next one. And you mentioned it, Batman. Batman, you want me to do an impression of Batman? Uh, let's see the Christian Bale one. Oof. I tried, I used to do it uh, before, you know. Oh, you want to kill me? I mean, I've done it before, yeah. but, but but people do it better than me, you know. I did the... Uh, Currently, you're the best one in the room, don't worry. Really? Yeah, in the room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not very hockey <laughs> And no the Joker would say, I don't want to kill you. you know, oh, that's like, amazing. Yeah, I used to do it way better before, you know. I used huh. to do it. Uh, it's, it was like... It Imagine was, how much better it would be if it's so good right now. Yeah, <laughs> I used to do it. Bane, do you better. do Bane? 
Pain, yeah, pain, pain. I used to do that as well. When the Dark Knight came out and all that trilogy was, was part of the whole experience. So it's like nobody who cared I was. No, nobody who cared who I was until I put on the mask. Yeah. I mean, it's. I found a trick that when you use a like a like a mug to it, then it's like. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> it gets them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gets them. And it was actually very different to, if you heard the original version, it was very different. And then they changed, they, they changed it. Yeah, so they again, it like, just, yeah. Well, I couldn't hear it when yeah. I was watching the theater. I remember yeah. I was like, I didn't understand half the stuff. I mean, it just goes to show you that, I mean, like, mm. he's a great actor because he can, he can, you know, portray his emotions yes, through yes. his eyes. And he has many, like, kind of scenarios, like even Dunkirk, same thing. You know, he was a pilot. You don't see him speaking. It's just his eyes. But it just goes to show you that you know you can you can do the scenes a certain way. You need to do some touch-ups or changes yeah. along the way. You know. So. I tried to get into Michael Caine impressions when I was watching the movies. Man, that's tough. That's yeah, Michael Caine. Uh, I, I, I did one. Uh, I, I have one <laughs> section which he says, "Yeah, it's um, don't wanna be the person I told you so." You know, yeah. but he says it does. It does like uh, the Batmobile. Then yeah. you know. <laughs> that's the one that my friends used to ask me to do when university because he would always say the Batmobile then yeah. you know <laughs> when 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 Bruce Wayne yeah, asked him yeah. I do a way slow one yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah that's good too so I have next I just thought of something when we said oh, my, the British accent the Michael Ken. yeah yeah okay. you, you had it now so British I mean I could do I don't know if it's my do you do the Cockney one the yeah, but I can't differentiate that much between uh, I can I've done I've learned actually how to do a bit of the Liverpool accent. That's yeah. But uh, do you want a chicken and a coke? You know, <laughs> that's what yeah. It's either chicken and a coke, and you yeah. use those as the as the the the, the, the stuff. Yeah, yeah, the tricky the the trick your trigger words should be like those. But it's not it's not that great, you know, because it's very sing songy, and I like it a lot. Uh, some people's ears are bleeding right now, <laughs> but I'm saying like like I like the sing songy part of it. But it's uh, apart from that, ah, you go to Leicester, you know, like that's you know Leicester Square. What's this? Um, trying to go to Leicester Square? Ah, yeah, yeah, Leicester. Yeah, take the tube down. <laughs> you know, take the tube. You know, but I learned that from Rex Navarrete, who's a um, comedian as well. He's a Filipino comedian, amazing guy, and that's how he would do that impression. You know. I couldn't tell, by the way, these accents, the difference, because when you're growing up, it's all English for you. So it's yeah. like I, most of the shows you used to watch are American. You, and even with the American accent, it's such, such a difference with New Yorker accent, you know, West Coast or something like that. It's the Southern accent. So I never knew. And then, then I started hearing about, oh, the British accent is so hot from all the women and because One Direction was big back then. Yeah. So when I went to the UK, I was like, oh, this is normal English. When they're just like, oh, we like a bottle of water. And I was like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's English. And then I then I realized when I went to the US finally in 2014, and one guy came up to me on the street. He's like, "Hey guys, would you like to try some weed? It's good." And I was like, "Okay, now I see it." Yeah, but the thing is that yeah, see, look, like for example, Fred Armisen. I think he was on a show once, and he was doing like impressions of places in like of accents in the yeah, in the I states. Yeah, you see, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, and that the interesting thing about that is that he, he when you're impersonating, and I don't do it well, but when you're like I'm still like kind of like still amateur level, but when you start out like he's impersonating the the personality within the impression. Yes. That's the that's the like that's what you need to be aiming for. You need to aim for the personality yeah you need to know if they're aggressive if they're warm yeah if they're, yeah, yeah. And so put that in. so and you can even like you can even like uh, show a different side of an uh, like if like we said arnold is always like shouting and yeah. whatever you can show the different side you know like uh, 
he usually speaks down here, you know? So you can show that side as well and people won't expect it and say, wow, that's a different take on on, on the impression. Okay, let's hear News Anchor. News Anchor? Yeah. Man, <laughs> why'd you make me do this? Um, <laughs> uh, coming to you live, this is Channel 7 News. Uh, we've got some reporters in the field. The weather's not doing, doing too great right now, but I think we'll take a quick commercial break because I need to go pee. Let me give you two to wrap this game up. And one is the Indian accent. Indian accent? Yeah. We all do it. Let's face it. Yeah, yeah, we all do it. Yeah. But, but there's a, see, there's with the Indian accent, it's, there's, you know, like I like to use technology, you know, when you, for example, you're going to the store and you want to buy a TV. So you can go and say, uh, so how much is this TV? See. We always start with that. You don't have to go with the C. This TV, boss, I'll give you best price, but this one is OLED. You don't want LED because that is now old technology. So you have to, <laughs> you have to, you lengthen certain words, yeah. and some ones you need to do them very quickly. Yeah, very nuanced, huh? I must say. It's that's the thing. So if you want it to be believable and credible, you have to kind of find those. Like little, little like uh, nuances in somebody's like voice and the thing that they say. Because like I Indians, when they are speaking, they're very, very detailed. When they're trying to explain something to you, very detailed and telling you that this is like this because of this, you know. And it, you have to be, you have to catch it to be able to. It's a good observation because when I ask people for an Indian accent, they all go ta 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 ta. I have no, no visa. And I'm is, like, <laughs> I mean, this is like, yeah. I mean, look at the end, like, like people they stereotype, right? And they stereotype <laughs> and stereotype because, to a certain extent, certain things exist. Not everything, but, but you 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 want to do a nice impression. You wanna you wanna make it like you wanna wow somebody with the impression. You need to find the right yeah. tone. See, see, at the end of the conversation, you kind of like slow down, but but at, at the beginning of the conversation, you like slow. But in the middle, it's usually fast. Yeah. You know, it's usually fast, like talking about something. You know, so, we're shifting today, but tomorrow, you know, it's like that. You, know, so you have to final one to wrap up the game, and this one you should be able to do the best. The Lebanese accent. Lebanese? Oh my god, I hate doing it. Actually, <laughs> I hate doing it, but it's it's something that 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 is very stereotypical, but. I, I like to just go with like the plain Lebanese one because even sometimes even thinking about it, sometimes I can't do it. But you know, it just as a as a chance. So for example, you know. Hello. That's how it is, right? Yalla, take care. Hakeed, man. Hakeed. He closes, man, the, phone, Hakeed, he closes the phone and like, you know, it's, <laughs> so he's your friend, you know, like, what's going on, buddy? You know? So it's, yeah, it's just like closes the phone. Again, generalization, stereotype, but it's it's just, that's part of like the whole thing. You, you, you can stereotype because, I mean, it's somehow to a certain extent exists, but doesn't mean that it's necessarily true for everybody. You know, it's just, a, it's a joke. It's a joke. Where do you draw the line? You know, and I've been, yes. I've been uh, experiencing this, experiencing this a lot lately. You know, I try to be a bit more forward with doing some jokes or saying some stuff on the podcast. So, take the hit. Let's see. You, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's like where do you draw the line? And Something's I was watching. Be offensive at some point. Yeah, anyways. I was watching Seinfeld and comedians and cars getting coffee just because I started it and I had to finish it. 
And uh, <laughs> that's a great way to watch Seinfeld. Unfortunately, <laughs> no, no, I really like him. I like the show, and he, it's like one of the things that me and my dad used to watch like very religiously. But that one, you know, there's some hit and misses in those. Yeah. Like there's some shows that he did which were great, and some were not. But one interesting like overarching topic which kind of was in all of the shows is that where do you draw the line when you do like a joke, you know? And for them, I noticed like for them, it's a joke. That's their lives. They see like a bird flying and they make a joke about it, you know? And they see somebody falling down the stairs, they see the funny side. But then it might, like for me, like that's horrible. If you're right? the one falling down. It's well, yeah, it could be, you know, <laughs> but but um, yeah, they make fun of themselves for sure. But yes. but also they, they touched on those topics where the news would write about them and say, comedian slanders, I don't know, uh, this, you know, the, this certain thing or this certain topic, you know, and then people get pissed. They start talking about it and saying, well, where do you really draw the line? It's a joke. I mean, why would you pay to come see me to then just criticize me? I mean, you can criticize me, but what I'm saying is like, you get so mad at that. It's You have to have critics, but you know, you know how it is. It's it's weird. Not, not on the mark yet. But. It all comes a circle with Seinfeld, with the wrap of the game. Before we move on to our final questions, I love for you to interpret what I've built with the Lego, since you didn't build anything today. Yeah, I, yeah. I have something built in my mind, which I can tell you actually. So what do you from think the this looks like? It looks like a factory, man. Factory of voiceovers. Oh, nice, is. nice. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, wow, you were really like multitasking there. Huh? No, I wasn't. <laughs> we're just going ahead with this. The, is uh, coincidence. It is a yeah. Oh, yeah. it is all a factory. Nice, nice. Awesome, man. No, no, it no really that's what well. I was doing. I can do sixteen things in one time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, if you want to be an impressionist, you have to. So yeah, but I did. I did build something in in my mind using the Legos. Actually, believe it or not. So I was I was thinking about it even before the show because I, I was wondering if we were gonna spend some time to build. I didn't think it was during the show. So then, when I told you like I'm, I want to really focus on answering the questions, it's gonna distract me. But um, what I did was I built a tower actually in my mind. So a, a tower with with a limit, right? Obviously, you know, as not Burj Khalifa level. No, I mean it could be it could be that level, right? It could okay. be that, and. The analogy that I wanted to make is that uh, in your mind or anybody and in anybody's, you know, your listeners, people and anybody's minds, you all have that imaginary tower that you built, right? And they're all of different lengths, different levels that you think you might achieve. And like we started by talking at the beginning of the show, I don't think you should ever compare the, you know, the, the something that you're building with somebody else that, that they're building. People are content with a certain length of that building and somebody is content with that certain length. And the peak also is also different, right? It's either, it's, it's, it's you, for example, um, your aspiration might be, you know, I need to go to base camp Everest, right? My aspiration might be, I need to get to the peak, right? It's always different. And uh, it's really, my analogy was to say like, you, you, each of us have like, potential within ourselves and the tower is always different the building is always different it's always built differently uh, and there's always a different ways to build it and always different ways to plan that that uh, the path that you're going to take and the length is different but in the end you're building something that's for you and always compare you know if you have the blueprint of that building or that tower always compare to where you, you were yesterday rather than compare to somebody else's plan which is completely different yeah the wisdom never ends when you're with Mr. Ali Rafai. Final questions. What are some books and movies of people that have strongly influenced in your life? 
gonna be a bit biased on the books part, uh, but I'll I'll start with with um, with movies. I mean, I I really liked um, recently. I used I mean I mean since I was a kid actually, not recently, but um, I mean sci-fi was a big uh, like effect on me. Just the the heroic aspect of it, um, whether it was the Star Wars kind of like series, and and when I was a bit older, the fantasy with Lord of the Rings. I mean, I'm a geek at the end of the day. So those are the things that kind of inspired me and the, just the characters, how they um, were very interesting and they would band together in in being able to, you know, go through a common goal or to support somebody to go there. This is some of the things that kind of interested me. Um, as I grew older, like uh, crime, like like crime is, was something that I really liked. I liked mystery a lot. So when it comes to movies, you know, the Coen brothers, you know, yeah. the movies that they make, The Big Lebowski, you know, was it True Grit that they did? I can't remember. Maybe butchering it, but I think they, you know, with Jeff Bridges, uh, Quentin Tarantino, like mm -hmm. those type of crime movies are some of the, you know, really like because the storytelling, I really like the storytelling and the characters are very, very like um, colorful, very interesting, different motives and, the, you know, um, just interesting that the way they interact with each other and how he can hold, like, you know, Quentin can put like a, um, a scene for you, just it's just the one scene, and then it completely just degrades throughout the yeah. whole movie, you know, like Reservoir Dogs, Hateful Eight. Yeah. I just like, you know, when you can use limited resources to tell such a great, like, scene, you know. Um, Inglorious Bastards, one of them, you know, where you have, like, a very disconjointed, like, story. It's so different with different characters, all that kind of stuff. And, um, I mean, recently, if I want to talk about recently, and that ties into the books, I mean... I really never used to read book. I mean, I used to read a lot of like entrepreneurship, um, self-help, uh, you know, economics types of books and stuff like that. But now, I mean, the the the, the phase that I'm in right now, because I go through phases of all these things, is really The Witcher. I don't know if you, if you know. And uh, that's the series and the book that I was talking about earlier, that how I'm starting to read the book now is making the series better. Um, but also because of the video game as well. That's how I actually got into it. And... Um, I mean, for those who don't know, I think what really int is interesting about it is that, yes, it's monsters, it's uh, weird things and magic and stuff like that. But it's interesting to see that how a character, like the main character is treated as like he's being marginalized and he's being, uh, you know, taken for granted as, you know, as somebody who has these abilities who didn't want them in the first place. And people treat him like a freak. Uh, but in the same time, they kind of like need him to kind of live in this world to you know, to, to, to survive and just the decisions that you have to make, you know, because um, it kind of relates like I played like video games and something interesting about it is, um, which doesn't apply in real life. You make a decision and it's not really that binding in a way. It's not binding. You can always go back and change it. Yeah, you can always go back and change, load the save and stuff like that. But but um, like a video game like that, for example, it has like long lasting effects and it's something interesting to see that you can you can change and you can be as bad as you want or be as good as you want, you know? And and whatever you do, there's always like a reward or something uh, from it. And it's just like an escape. Um, so those are, the, those are the things that I've I've been into recently. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I've, I've also spent a lot of my time, I mean, out from books and movies, I spent um, a lot of time this year doing my best to either do coaching sessions for myself or if somebody is willing to start something um, 
start their own business or start their own talent thing. I, you know, I wanted to help them. Sounds great. What would you like your legacy to be like? Hard question, man. We start with hard questions and with hard questions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, very weird and interesting question to ask somebody because the legacy should be, you can choose what your legacy would be. You know, you can choose that you want it to be this way, but you never go in life with, you know, you, you can always write the plan and assume that it's going to be this certain way, but it will always be changing. And you should, you know, every year or every month or every day, you're going to have to change the plan. I'm sure the same thing happened with you on the podcast in no time. Same thing with me on the show. I've had to change it many times. So you, you, you can plan for a legacy and you can plan for a concept, but in the end, um, I think also a lot of, a lot, it's how you, you know, the people you've helped, the people that uh, know that you stood by them when, you know, nobody really stood stood with them. And there are certain scenarios where somebody needs your help and you really needed to help them. You know that it's going to, you know, you're going to spend your time helping that person and um, they couldn't help themselves and you were there for them. Um, I think, you know, the legacy that, that, uh, that I'd like to leave is that... Um, you know, I'm making an impact on, you know, if, if, if somebody like can feel like they are not good enough, you know, I can, I can be the one to tell them that know that they are and they can start, you know, their own business, they can start their own project, um, like ignite the voice that's within them because that's kind of what happened to me. And I've said this before, um, on different interviews and stuff that I was always searching for something that, uh, that was external. You know, I was always searching for something that uh, I needed somebody either to help me do or there was like, a, I don't know, like a business I had to build or something. I didn't realize that my greatest talent was my voice, at least, you know, that I can, I have to work on it definitely, but it's something that was within me. So it kind of gave me this, this um, power to tell other people that don't think that, you know, don't think that you always have to look for something external. You can work for something that it's, it's located within you. You know, and, and I got, you know, I get advice from many people and, and, you know, somebody told me once, you know, you, you know, you have nothing, you have, you can start from it. You can start from, from nothing. But, you know, I would say, you know, more grounded, you know, uh, situation is grounded, but I wanted to, you know, my legacy is be able to do a show in space, do shows in space, you know, for nobody's famous, go to space and do show there. That's like the. Uh, you know, grounded, crazy answer. Um, but I also want to be able to, you know, uh, help others and really just um, showcase the, the, you know, the best in people and, um, you know, put, you know, make somebody laugh, you know, with the, with the, you know, with a voiceover that yeah. make them laugh, you know, and just enjoy that kind of, you know, the people who, who really care about me just to have them comfortable in my life. You know, there's a lot of people that have helped me. Um, and there's a lot of people who have come and went, um, it's just how it is. And that's just part of, part of life. But, but I really just want to be, you know, as successful that as I can be. I would love to see a Nobody's Famous podcast episode in space. You can hitch a ride with Jeff Bezos whenever you like. Oh yeah. If he accepts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Last question. What do you think is the meaning of life? Oof. I saw this, I thought I saw a, a bit of this when you, you were sending me like an excerpt of, of some of the questions. I was wondering, like, this is very, uh, very philosophical thing, you know, to kind of like, 
say. I mean, you know, people people go through life, um, like you said, like with legacy and stuff, not either not being remembered or failing or being like crazy, crazy successful and all that. But but uh, I think life is what life is. It's a chance. You know, it's a chance. You have a chance to to make something of yourself and to enjoy life for what it is. You know, enjoy the time that the very limited time that you have. Um, life is a chance to experience whatever you know we're experiencing right now, which is a very like very interesting like um, uh, moments in human history. It's like a very like you know. Now what we're living in is very like weird, but like as midnight in Paris, you know, there was that golden age syndrome where you always think that you should be living in a certain time and you think you would have been better. You know, you're you're alive now and this is the kind of the world that you live in. This is the scenario that you're in. And while we may not be in, you know, same circumstances, one of your listeners might be listening. They might be in a worse circumstance or somebody might be in a better circumstance. Um the life that you are living right now, it's a chance for you to become more than w- what you are right now. Where you are right now, it is a, it's a chance for you to become better. And really, like, as I said, you can't, there's a lot of people who are going to bring you down. If you think that there's this person that's in your life that you maybe speak to maybe once every six months, I don't know. And that person like really supports you, keep them in your life. And make sure that they're the ones that are supporting you because they're un- unconditionally, without anything in return, that are really like pushing you to have the best life that you can be, uh, that you can have. And and those are the type of people that that really should be. Uh, those are the people who kind of figured out what I would say what life is. You know, uh, they know that you know the time here is is limited, and they they believe that you know that they if they can help somebody, just by saying something and that's where the power of words comes from and you know i had samir jabri on my show and he talked about hamid the gahtani and he did that speech about power of words it can make a very big difference in somebody's life you know you can say just a few words and you can either ruin their life or or give them the will to continue and to make this chance that they've been given something that is uh, extraordinary and Coming from an ordinary person. There you go. I said the quote, the, our slogan, so to speak. There we go. It all ties in. Ali, thank you so much. If people want to find you, connect with you, listen to the Nobody's Famous podcast, where can they do so? Yeah, you can find us on uh, YouTube, you know, slash Nobody's Famous. You can find us on Spotify, Angami, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, of course, all these great places. And you can follow our Instagram at Nobody's Famous without the apostrophe just all one one word nobody's famous podcast um you know we're on a break now with season three by the time maybe this year airs i don't know season four might be starting you never know that's a sneak peek um season four is being recorded as we speak so a lot of uh, interesting and different content is coming up with uh, different guests on the edge topics and um yeah always always uh, bringing like the best out and and people and uh embarrassing myself let's put it that way <laughs> it's like if you wanted a reason to watch it. <laughs> exactly, <this is> it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Ali, thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you. It was a pleasure. The pleasure is all mine, man. Thank you so much.